Praise the Lord, this is uh, Brother Julius Adiwumi, and I pray that the Lord will give us some good exhortation today. I was going through the series called Rapturing Faith Series, and I'm introducing this book, which is my book, called Rapturing Faith by Evangelist Julius Adiwumi. You can get this book, as you can see it's a thick volume, you can get this book on uh, Amazon.com. And that is where some of these exhortations will be coming from. I'm putting on the cap because of the, I mean, outside and the sun is a little bit up. And actually I'm on, under a shade right now. But the sun is going in and out of the clouds. Now I'm going through this Rapturing Feet series. In this book you see several chapters. I think about chapter 12 chapters. So... I might just take some, some chapters and discuss or present it to you that are listening. In this book, you get most of the most of the things you see in this book, they are all sermons and writings. Sermons that were preached in different different uh, places that are all talking about the rapture and how to get the faith for the rapture. And then the Lord told me to compile those sermons into a book so that some people that may not have access to the sermons can get the book in a con, com, 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 combined form all about rapture in faith. I have another one for Christ as abolished. So in chapter 1 we talk about the Holy Ghost fire, chariots of fire. In chapter 2 we talk about being spiritual, the conditioning God is making in the body of Christ individually to prepare us for spiritual experiences. Then in the third chapter we talk about the silent sea that was going on among the bands of believers and then walking in the spirit. In chapter 4, we talk about being led by the Spirit because as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And you will see sermons and exhortations that will give you some what you ought to do, what, how you need to yield yourself to the Holy Spirit to be able to get in this line of anointing. Chapter 5 talks about guiding your mind because the mind of Christ is what you must have and the last battle is going to be in the mind. The last battle against the enemy is going to be in the mind. Trying to, the devil trying to put evil thoughts and evil ideas in the mind of people to keep them from concentrating on the Lord. So that's the last battle. So we talk about it in chapter 5. Chapter 6 we talk about humility. There's power in humility and God dwells with those that are lowly and that is one of the reasons why we must be clothed with humility. Every believer. And we discuss that. There are many sermons on that that we give you how we can prepare and how we can get ourselves in that humble state that God requires. In chapter 7 Talk about the translation itself, how to look up, because the Lord is coming so many other things. Chapter 8 talks about the heavens, you see. We, when we go out of here into the sky, we are going to a physical universe or spiritual universe. But do you know where you are coming from? Which side is the east? Which side is the west? Which side is the north? Which side is the south? See, those are the things that the Lord will begin to teach us and how to keep time. On this planet, how we keep time is through a research, also, where you have a resource that is having 12 because we are think we are rotating 24 hours a day but that's this planet earth suppose we are another planet 
So those are all the keeping of time that we discuss it after it. Because God is going to be teaching us some of those things, how we know where we are going, when we are flying in the universe. And the Lord is going to teach us some of those. I'm not saying we know everything right now. I'm saying God is going to be revealing those to us. But we have to learn and be open-minded and follow the leading of the Holy Ghost. Chapter 9 talks about being temperate. Self-control is very essential also for the rapture, rapturing faith. Chapter 10 talks about how we overcome all these forces that are against us. The battle kit, the sword of the Lord is the sword of our spirit. The name of Jesus Christ is what we must always keep in our mouth. Those are talking about chapter 10. Chapter 11 talks about some experiences of Elijah, Elisha, appearing and disappearing and explaining how the Lord is going to make us come from particles. We are particles, our flesh particles. The waves, when we become electromagnetic waves, is like light that make us to appear and disappear. And now many other things that has to do. You have so many chapter, many sermons on that. Then chapter 12 talk of the end time signs and so so many things. So you can get this book and you get because we cannot cover every sermon that is in this book. But the Lord has given us insight in some of these sermons, and uh, I would like to learn from those that have preached on those things also. But I've never seen many other people compile like that. The Holy Ghost moved upon me and told me to compile this sermons into a book because there have been sermons on my website. If you actually visit my website, Gospel Distribution Evangelical Association is the name of the ministry or Gospel Distribution Ministry. It has been called Gospel Distribution Ministry for many years since 1970s, 1980s. Since I moved to this country in the 1980s, Gospel Distribution Ministry. And then we make it Gospel Distribution Evangelical Association and there's a website called Gospel Distribution Evangelical which you can actually get by saying gdeva.org gdeva gospel division evangelical association.org but if you go to gospel this is to, to spell gospel distribution.org that is the main place where you have all my resources summons on audio summons written books they are all in gospel division.org and you can read some of these summons there freely it's free but why do we compile it? Because you don't want me to compile it into a book so that anybody wants to. The sermons are in every section. You have some section called some Rapture in Faith series. But there are other sermons that are just preached, that will be audio, that we finally transcribe into a sermon, into a booklet. And they are compiled here that are also sermons. So there will be some repetition. It's not repetition, but there will be some new thing. When you preach a sermon in a place and you go to another place and preach the same sermon, you don't. See the same word, word for word. You have any minister will tell you that you can preach this same topic about love. Take topic of love. Maybe you go to this church, they invite you to come and preach. You preach about love. Go to that church, you come to come and preach. You want to preach about love. You do, you may have the same notes, but when you are saying it, the Holy Ghost will bring it from different angles. Make it from so that's why sometimes it's good to transcribe some of those sermons. And when you transcribe the sermon, you begin to see that yeah, some new things added to this sermon. Some new ideas or some, or some testimonies added to this sermon and so on so that we give more explaining that's what the teachers do that's what the lord makes us to be teaching this word to his body so there will be explaining to be done and that is really what you see in why we compile let's say compile them together because you will see so many topics that look similar but when you read through what we have transcribed there will be some new idea added to this sermon or some new testimonies added to this sermon to explain what this it's all about praising the Lord. And in the last broadcast, because I started this, this is we thought part three of the series on rapturing faith. 
where we talk about the story example we gave we took the example of elijah the prophet how the lord took him up in the rapture and we went through the whole experience of elijah to point out what god actually also pointed out to us in some of those sermons that as many as are led by the spirit of god they are the sons of god you must be led by the spirit of god they actually there have been a prophecy by late evangelist i think it was Evangelist Neil Freeman that put that prophecy out that we read in his book that he said by the time the rapture is about to take place, the cloud of God's presence will descend upon these elect members. Elect members. A cloud of God's presence, not physical cloud, but to be spiritual cloud that will be leading. He said the instruction will be coming from that cloud to these individual elect members, just like Elijah the prophet was being led by the Holy Ghost to go to Bethel, or to go to Jericho, or to go to Jordan, and he was hearing from the Lord, the other people that are not under that cloud will not hear. And only those, and the prophecy that the, the prince prophesied was that only those who are under that cloud will go in the rapture. The other believers that can be around and are not being surrounded by the cloud, they will not go in that disappearance first. They may be the one that we have to be persecuted, they may be the one that we go in the general, but the cloud will come first and descend upon the band of believers that are going away in the rapture, which are the Elijah company of saints. Elijah company of saints. We could have, I can discuss that in a moment because there's a sermon in which I preach about Elijah company of saints, which you can get on my website on, under the recent sermons from GMI. You saw all on my website, you can listen to those sermons and the Lord will bless us because at the same time, God is calling the saints, believers, to that level of Elijah's saints. Elijah means we are going to be at that level of Elijah. The Elijah actually said, the least in his kingdom will be greater than Elijah the prophet. So which means the minimum which you have as believers at the same time to go in the rapture will be the level of anointing of Elijah the prophet. And then we can, that's why we went and tell the story of Elijah in that Second Kings chapter 1, chapter 2, where the Bible said, when the Lord was about to take Elijah away, he was hearing directly from the Lord. Even Elisha, the prophet that was next to him, was also hearing, but not hearing what Elijah was hearing. So God can talk to Mr. A and talk to Mr. B and they will hear two different things. They are not being instructed the same way. God is instructing me separately. He may be instructing my wife separately. He may be instructing this brother that is in the same building separately. So that is what you see. But as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. But the leading will be unique to each individual person. So that's what you see in the second Kings chapter 2 when Elijah was saying, Oh, Elisha, stay right here. The Lord has sent me to better. And he went to better. Elisha just said, I'm going to go with you. Because he also has heard from the Spirit that if you want to get something from Elijah, he's going away, you better be close to him and see him when he was away. He already knew that. By the Lord talking to him, Elisha, and he was ready to go wherever Elijah was going. But when Elijah said he was going to Bethel, he said, I'm going with you. When they say, Lord said, I should go to Jericho, he said, I'm going with you. Lord said, I should go to Jordan, he said, I'm going with you. I'm not leaving you. Because he already heard from the Spirit, himself heard from the Spirit. But he said, he was not going to be translated. As Elisha was not going to be translated. He was just being led that own way to get the anointing he needed to keep doing the work that he has to do. But Elijah was being led for a separate purpose to go away in the rapture. What we are saying is that the prophecy from this major minister that had gone to their reward now was that Elijah is going to his reward now. 
But he prophesied that at the time of this rapture, the cloud of God's presence will descend upon these elect members. And those who are under the cloud are the ones that are going away in the rapture. And you want to be under that cloud, how do you get under the cloud? By walking with the Lord. He's the one that comes down upon individuals. We walk with the Lord and He comes down upon individuals and we stop. And as he close, when it gets close to the time, it's going to be direct daily instruction. Maybe sometimes you just hear instruction, you go, and then you don't hear anything anymore for days, or weeks. But when it comes to the day they are going to go, like Elijah the prophet, he didn't know the day he was going to go away. Even the other people that were around about him, that are sons of prophets, knew that something is going to happen. Not so. They were thinking he was going to die. I mean, if we are working with the Lord, if God is going to take any of his, any of his servants home. Some of the people that are also servants of God will be having some inkling. Remember the story of Paul, Apostle Paul. I'm just going as the Lord leads me right now because it's the same thing. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. So if you are not being led by the Spirit of God, you better seek to be led. And that is what you say. I, I say, when you remember the story of Apostle Paul in the act of the Apostles, here is an example. Apostle Paul was bound to go to Jerusalem and as he was going back to Jerusalem for his final final departure to go and be arrested in Jerusalem. As he went from brethren to brethren on the road, they went to this city, they went to that city, the brethren, the believers, were seen from the Holy Ghost that where he was going, Jerusalem, where he was going, was, was going to be arrested. They were telling him, not that he didn't know, he said he already knew about it when he came to the final place, which was Caesarea. Let me read that part to you. Because when he got to Caesarea, and they went to the house of Philip the Evangelist, they said there was a, a, a minister of the gospel, and that minister of the gospel was uh, Agabus, who came and met them there and prophesied to them that whoever owned this gadu, this is what should happen to him in Jerusalem. Elijah already knew, I mean, not Elijah, Paul, Apostle Paul already knew what was going to happen. And he was not going to be afraid of that because God told him that, uh, the Lord told him that that was how he would go. That was how he was going to minister to kings and uh, because if he has not been arrested and become a prisoner, there was no way he was going to be able to preach to King Agrippa also, or the governor or all the way to Rome to be able to preach before Caesar, who was the ruler of the whole world in that generation. So God knew what he was doing. But he, when he was doing it, even though it may be hurtful to the servant that he's going to, he was using, he already told the servant, this is going to have to happen. Like our Lord Jesus Christ said, he knew that he has to go to the cross. He already knew he has to go to the cross, but that was the plan of God. Even when he knew that he's going to hurt, he said, but my will be done. So that is really what Apostle Paul also went through when he was talking. And he said, I will get to the section where they came to Chapter 21, let's go to chapter 21 of Acts of the Apostles and see our, what I'm trying to point out here is that Apostle Paul was being led by the Lord to go to Jerusalem. He said he was bound to go, that was the word he used, bound to go. Whereas every place where he went, the believers were prophesying or saying it to him by the Spirit of God. Look at our example. In chapter 21, and the apostles and his, and Apostle Paul and his team, they came all the way, they said, they came to Cyprus, and then they were still of chapter 21 of Acts of the Apostles. And then they said they went and landed at Tyre, for that's Tyre and Sidon, where the ship was to unlead our body. And finding disciples, verse 4, 
we tarried there seven days. I mean, they tarried with the disciples in Tyre. Who said to Paul through the Spirit that he should not go up to Jerusalem? You see. So the Holy Ghost was already telling him that this thing is going to happen. So when we see vision, what we used to, we try to avoid evil trouble. So that was why they were exhorting Apostle Paul. They are not saying Holy Ghost tell him not to go. They were just telling him from what they saw, Apostle Paul, you don't need to go. Why? Because from our own judgment, from human judgment, that's what we are going to say. Don't go because they are going to arrest you. But see, Apostle Paul already knew that that was what the Lord has told him to do. To go. So, as far as when we had accomplished those days, we departed and went our way. And these people went with them to the to the to the shore and prayed together and then they left. And when we had finished our course from Tyre, we came to Ptolemas and saluted the brethren and abode with them worthy. And the next day, day we that were of Paul's company departed and came unto Caesarea. This is where I'm going, Caesarea. And we entered into the house of Philip the Evangelist, which was one of the seven and abode with him. The same, uh, the same man had four daughters, virgins, which did prophesy. And as we tarried there many days, now you see, they were still in Caesarea. Remember, Caesarea was where the governor really actually was residing by that time. And it's a big city. But they were actually intending to go to Jerusalem. So there was no problem for Paul in Caesarea. He was staying with uh, Philip Evangelist and with all the people that came with Apostle Paul. Maybe entourage of Apostle Paul was like, there was so many brethren that go, go with him evangelizing. So they were now coming to as, a, as a team. So they got to Caesarea. He said they were staying there for many days. We don't know, a week before they decided to go to Jerusalem. Then they said, and as we tarried there many days, there came down from Judea a certain prophet named Agabus. Now we have heard about Agabus in earlier chapter who prophesied that there will be the earth that happened. So we know this is authentic. God was speaking to Agabus. But why did he come and tell Apostle Paul, this is going to happen to you? God was just, you know, preparing him for what is going to happen. Not telling him not to go. God didn't tell him not to go because he was bound to go. Look at how Apostle Paul explained it to them. And when he, when Vasilev said, when he was come unto us, as Agabus came to them, he took Paul's garden and bound his own hands and feet and said, Thus said the Holy Ghost, So shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man that owned this garden and shall deliver him unto the hands of the Gentiles. What does that tell you? That doesn't mean the Holy Ghost said, don't go. No, the Holy Ghost just said, this is going to happen. <laughs> but Apostle Paul already knew that was going to happen. They said, we believers that are around, that are hearing this, we want to counsel the man not to go also. Because we don't want that kind of a trouble also. That is really what was happening here. So the Holy Ghost didn't say, didn't go, don't go. The Holy Ghost was just telling the rest of the brethren what is going to happen. So that they may know that this thing does not surprise God. What happened didn't surprise God. God already allowed it to happen. And Apostle Paul already was aware of it and he was ready, as he said, I have committed my life to the hand of the Lord, wherever he wants to lead me, there where I go. So God was just telling the rest of the believers, like this, Elijah the prophet, Elijah knew how he was going to go, but the rest of the believers didn't know how he was going to go, but they had something, they saw something overnight, that said, Elijah the prophet was going to be taken away. But of course, in their generation, being taken away means dead, you know, so that was what they were thinking was going to die. So they were telling Elisha, who was his direct servant of Elijah, that your master is going to be taken away from your head, means he was going to be taken away from the earth. In the Algerian, the only thing they knew of is death. But Elijah already knew how he was going to go. God has told him, he has seen the vision. But Elisha must have had some inkling that he was going to go away something like that by wiring. So he was just following him to see it happen. Because he was 
caution that if you see it upon then he will be able to go away also like that praise the lord so that is what we are talking about and if you not to not to go away like that you have to get what you wanted to get which is we have to get the anointing double the portion that you asked for was asking for now verse 13 of acts of apostles now said Verse 2 says, and when we had this thing, that when they had the prophecy of Agabus, both we, that is the people that came with Apostle Paul, that's, uh, that's Luke and all the other disciples, maybe Timothy was with them. When we had it, we and they of that place, that is, even Philip, the evangelist, and all the people that were in uh, Caesarea with the brethren, they all had the prophecy of Agabus. They knew that this is authentic, this is God talking. Now they were scared. And they besought him not to go up to Jerusalem. Say, why do you need to go to Jerusalem? We are okay here. We have seen you. We have seen the, the we can see all the people we need to see right here. And don't go to Jerusalem. But then Paul answered and said, Why what mean ye to weep and to break my heart? For I am ready not to be bound only, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. Verse 40 says, And when he will not be persuaded, we cease. Saying the will of the Lord be done. See, that is how they all just resorted to the will of the Lord be done. And after those days, we took our upper carriages and went up to Jerusalem. What I was pointing out in this story was not about rapture, but about the fact that being led by the Spirit, when the Lord is leading even this individual living for the end time, for the rapture, people that are around the believers, I can say around us, I believe I will be one of them. People that are around us that are believers, we'll be seeing that something is going to happen. Something is going to happen. Like Elisha knew that something is going to happen. The sons of the prophet knew that something was going to happen to Elijah. But they were thinking he was going to die. Not that they thought he was sick, because people don't die just being sick. People die of accident. People die of just collapse. Not so. so, but they were not sure what was going to happen. They thought he was going to die. So they were telling Elisha that your 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 master is going to be taken off your head today, which means you are going to be you know, the prophet now. This man is dead. So. That was what was story what was happening. But as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. We must be led. We must come to the level where we can hear directly from the Spirit. Just when you begin to walk with the Lord, obeying this scripture, like I said in some of my sermons, this is the written word, the Bible, the written word of God. It's really the New Testament instruction. It's what we are to obey. They want to walk in love. And then all the precepts of the Lord Jesus Christ. Those that are obeying the written word of God, which is this instructions from the Bible, they are candidates to hear the spoken word of God. What is the spoken word? Where God now is talking to you, leading you. And Jesus Christ said, very late, very late, I said to you, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see that. Now it's not just talking of the old, all the saying that are in the scriptures that are written down for us, because you can say all the apostles were keeping those sayings also. But he's talking much more than that, that as we get close to the end, he's going to come and talk to you individually. He's going to lead us individually. And when he is leading us and we are keeping that saying also, that is, the written word is already being kept. When we are born again, we are now living godly. We are obeying the scripture. We are obeying his precepts. We are walking in love. Then if there's something that's about to happen, he's going to come and talk to an individual. individual. Because what you need for your body to live forever it's different from what this man needs for his body because we are composed of different things. No, Even the doctor will tell you, when they check your blood composition, they may say, this one is high, this component is low, this component is high. For individual person, if God wants to make it normal, you know what you should eat to make the, that component to be normal. 
and what this man should avoid to make that component be normal. So that is keeping is saying that he will begin to talk to us individually. Very, very I to you, if a man keep my saying, shall never see death. And you have to know that rapture is never seen death. Many people think when I preach about Christ as abolished death, they thought we are talking something that is strange. It's not strange. Why? Because if you are to go in the rapture, you will never see death. Don't you know that? And so that's why the faith of Christ abolished death is similar to faith to go in the rapture. It's part of going in the rapture. Because we that are alive and remain, that be caught up together with those that are resurrected with the dead in Christ, to go and meet him in the air. And when we are changed like that, we are changing to immortality, never to see death. But who and who will qualify for that? This faith of the Christ abolished death is necessary. Because as we walk with him, he's going to be instructing us what to do, even for our own body. There's a pandemic in the land, he will come and talk to you what you should do. And you will avoid the pandemic. There is something in your body that is causing trouble. You come and talk to you what you should do to make your body well, to make your body to keep going. And that is, if really, really I say unto you, if a man keep my saying, he shall never see that. That means Christ is able to keep us forever and never see that. That is why we are seeing this body until the change comes. As the Bible said, we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in a moment. I'm just quoting this Bible verse, hoping that perhaps you know where they are. But I'm going to continue this in the next chapter. I'm going to continue this in the next in the next broadcast because this is a deep passage. I said I was pointing to First Corinthians, where Apostle Paul said, "We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and we shall be changed into immortality." That's First Corinthians chapter 15, where Apostle Paul was talking about the about the resurrection in verse 51. It's what I just quoted, and I'm going to continue this. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. He was putting himself as part of it. But we know he has gone to sleep right now. But we that are alive at this same time, we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So that is what I was trying to point to that. The Christ has abolished message is part of the rapture only faith because if you go in the rapture, then you are not going to see death. No, sir. So, but the Christ has abolished faith includes that even if the rapture is still 100 years to come, Christ is able to keep us for that 100 years, even if the rapture is not there yet. Because he said, if a man keep my say, he shall never see that. I will continue this in the next broadcast. God bless you. Praise the Lord. Well, we will continue this message in the next broadcast. The Bible said, Precept shall be upon precept, line upon line. A little there, a little there. And I pray that you will not miss the next broadcast so that you can build upon that which you have just learned today. The Bible said, Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. In, in other words, we can say faith coming by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the word of God. It's not just a one-time shot. You must keep hearing the word so that your faith can be built up. We shall continue this message in the next broadcast. Don't miss the next broadcast. God bless you.